all, all you need for whiskey is ice Rocks. or maybe a splash of water. Maybe. Rocks. Man, somebody somebody told me to mix uh, Crown Apple and Honey Jack. They said them two together yeah. taste good. Yeah, that's what I said. I made that same face you just made. Nah. <laughs> I was like, nah, but they said it's good. I heard it from a couple people. Great morning, great afternoon, great evening, or whenever you might be tuning into this podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summer 16 Podcast, the podcast between two colored friends that met in the summer of 2016. We have a very special guest today, or a very special guest, at least to me, to my heart, uh, my very, very good friend, Daryl Chavez Jr., <laughs> joining us, joining us on the podcast. But before we get to a little introduction about him, as always, my name is John Bowie, John Bowie on Instagram, and I'm here with my dog, another good friend of mine as well, Tunde or Tot underscore seven on IG. As you know, every Wednesday we will try to figure out somehow to combine our different views, opinions, beliefs. And talk about just about anything and leave having learned something new. As I alluded to on today's episode, we're going to have a good chat with my good friend and my ace dog out there. Just root to the bros. Why not? Uh, we're going to catch up on a few of the current events going on. Uh, talk about what he's got going on in his life and how we've all been able to manage this crazy 2020 that we're having. Uh, and then, you know, try to lighten the mood a little bit, have another waxing hypothetical for y'all. And as as always, we're going to leave with our AVM segment, courtesy of my dear friend, where we're going to give you an audio, visual, and mental recommendation to get you through the week. And so that's the longest intro I, I've ever done. Let's get to it. Um Tunde, what's good with you? Daryl, what's good with you, man? How are y'all feeling today? You came in like Ric Flair. Yeah, you did come in like <laughs> Ric Flair. <laughs> nature boy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> man, I, I sure would have came through just like that. Woo! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Woo! Gotta, gotta Woo! get that E up, man. Come in with that E. Oh, you know? man. That's going to be, I don't care where you listening, as long as you listening. <laughs> man. But yeah, it's That's a... It. It's a good, good uh, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, depending on where you're at. Well, I don't know, Daryl. Yeah, it's evening for you, I guess. It's the afternoon for us. Yeah, evening over here, man. You already yeah. know. Yeah, man. I'm good, though. Uh, tired, packing boxes all day, cleaning, moving next week. Man, I'm getting ready to move in about a month or so. I ain't looking forward to that uh, process. Hey, stop packing down, yo. No, don't wait until the last minute. I'm I'm only moving upstairs though. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, still gotta pack them boxes though. Uh, I'm gonna wait till my mom get here. Put cool. <laughs> moms to work. That's the right idea. <laughs> nah, cause she hey, she volunteered to come and help. She just trying to get a vacation because she ain't trying to be in Chicago where it's cold. Hey, Low key. Don't be cold. Low key. But hey, man, let's let's kick this off, Daryl. This is your first time on the show, first of many, I'm sure. 
Uh, but let's give a little introduction uh, to the listeners. You know, I could talk about you in, in many different capacities uh, of your life, whether it be our relationship through the fraternity, our own, you know, friendship that expands beyond that. Uh, you know, you're a podcaster yourself amongst, you know, uh, a, a poet, a, a freestyle rapper. Um, <laughs> None of those things. <laughs> you're a poet, a rapper, uh, a, a business owner, all of that stuff, man. So, you know, tell the, tell the folks, man, you know, who is Daryl Chavez? Man, first of all, let's let them know my name is Daryl. Chavers, Jimmy. You know, oh, my trick dog uh, like to have some jokes. Oh, my bad. Oh, oh, but that's <laughs> he like wrong. To have some jokes. <laughs> um, but, 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 like you said, though, I am a, I am a man of many, uh, many trades. But you know, my main trade is speaking. You know, that's what I, that's what I, my main trade is public speaking and motivating the masses. You know, motivating people to be the best version of themselves. And you know, the only way that you can motivate people to be the best version of themselves is by being the best version of yourself and modeling it first. And mm. I didn't, I didn't understand that until I started to get a little bit older when I started to have conversations with people and let them know that. And they was, I would say something to them that I thought was simple, and they'd say, "Man, I never thought of that." And so mm. that's why I started putting out the messages and I got the idea to start speaking because I was imparting in their life and I started to see the impact that I was able to make on their life by mm. doing. It. Mm. Well, okay. So public speaking, I think that's really where your passion is. But I mean, just simply like your day job, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, my, my day job is IT, man. So uh, for for my day job, I mostly do is uh, mostly programming for the most part, mostly programming uh, for all my coders out there, C Sharp, uh, just making a couple applications for the uh, engineering team that I work on uh, to make the process easier. So when we, when they call like the help desk, I made an app where it brings up everything on the towel so that they don't have to go searching for the information. So little apps and stuff like that. And I work for uh, Bank of America. Been there for about three years now working with them. Uh, just recently, you know, just recently got a little promotion. So I'm feeling a excited about that. Bags wait, wait, wait. So, so you do IT, work with Bank of America, and you do public speaking? Oh yeah, I mean that's just. Hey, that's just a, I'm not. I'm not doing enough, bro. That's, that's the tip of the so, surface, bro. So, so, let's, so let's let's tap a little bit more into the IT. Um, and I don't think think I told John about this, so I actually volunteered with another organization called App University. So a brush started this um, organization, and so what the organization does is teach kids from fourth grade through high school how to write code. So we teach them like the basis of writing code. Um, and then once they get through, we have like a program. Once they get through the program, then they start building out websites and making money. Mm. Mm. Which is which is separate from your coaching that you do, as well as, you know, your other business ventures. Yeah, I ain't doing shit. What are y'all doing during quarantine? Huh? Well, for Listeners? University, I know you said it's 12th grade, right? <laughs> Can you make an exception? Like. I wanna know how to write some code. Oh, the, the exception was uh it was just it was just middle school through uh high school and then we actually got a fourth grader that wanted to come out of code and she actually ended up being like one of the best coders there. Like it was crazy. Like she was one of the best ones there. Um and then as my trade dog mentioned too, I do coach uh track as well. Uh this last year I just started at the high school level. So um at working as an assistant coach there and when I'm there 
I uh, record the practices in the races. So uh, what I did this year was by recording those, I was able to, to go back and we were able to watch the film. And so instead of trying to correct the athletes like in person, we can go back and look at the film like they do basketball and football and all those things. And they can see what they did wrong versus them not being able to see it. So that was a big impact uh, for the team. And we actually set a couple of records uh, this, last, this past season uh, during indoor. Some records that have been, been held for over 40 years. So that was pretty nice. pretty good, pretty good uh season there. Dang. What are y'all doing during quarantine, man? I read I read a book. I read, I read a couple books. Play some Call of Duty. Man, I, I, ain't, I ain't make it through my book, unfortunately. I'm still reading it. I mean, you, you sound busy, my guy. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty pretty occupied, man. You know, but uh, I would say more productive than anything is sure. the, is the well, main goal. Because you can be busy but not productive. So, yeah, oh, so we already we already about to have bars on the podcast. What what are we in? What was this is a, what less than five minutes in? We already have got bars. Already <laughs> got bars. Um, but yeah, good stuff, man. So you know, one of the one of the cool things about having you on today, and we are going to kind of unpack uh, some of that, you know, public speaking stuff and, you know, quarantine stuff um, as we kind of work through this episode. Uh, but, you know, it's a funny, you know, backstory, you know, just even how you fit into our whole Summer 16 web of, of, of friendship, right? You know, you and I have known each other since, what? Damn near what 2010, 2011 at this point. 2010. Yeah, 2010. You know, uh, starting at Illinois, uh, but you came and visited me in Portland, didn't you? And in North Carolina. And in North Carolina, you, you followed me to North Carolina, and then I got about that jam, but that's a different story. <laughs> 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 but you were so you 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 came to Portland. So like, do you, I mean, I'm sure you remember Tune Day. I feel oh, like yeah. you remember Daryl. I think I'm the only one who. Whose memories are spotted, but you know what was what was uh, summer your mem- like? Your memory always spotted. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Y'all not gonna have me on here looking like I'm the reckless one on the podcast as I as no. I drink as I drink both of my drinks. We're not saying that. We just saying you like to enjoy yourself and have fun. That's all. Thank you. you. Just Thank as much you. as every anybody else. That's all. We're not, he, we're not saying he he out here doing anything. We just saying right. he like to have fun. Thank you. See, see, Tune Day, where, where's this energy when it's just us? What's me? <laughs> keep, keep in mind, we're still early in the podcast, so, you know, that could change. Summer 16, I came out there and uh, visited you. Uh, me, then Carl was out there, too. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, that was yeah. that was an interesting time out there. Carl's came out from Seattle. Yeah, I'm yeah. in Seattle now, so. Man, it, I don't know how y'all stay in Seattle, man. I can't do it. Seattle's actually a lot better than Portland. I would it, say that. Portland was a cool little, cool little city. You know, when we was out there, uh, you know, they had a lot of the the uh, the beer and stuff like that. No, I was I was loving the no sales tax. I was loving that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was smooth. But yeah, man, we you know we went out on the town. My man John was showing us around. That's when we we uh, linked up with you at the little yeah. bar. Yeah, so the the bar, so like this two, well, when we were there, there's two main spots that we used to go to. It was yeah. Century and it was Jackknife. So I think we ended up going to Jackknife. 
Definitely yeah. Jackknife. It was Jackknife. You know, I don't remember too much from the bar. I just remember meeting, like, linking up with you there, and that's literally the only thing I really remember yeah. from there. Jackknife is a pretty – it's a decent-sized bar because it's at the bottom of a hotel. And um, so we know one of the bouncers who, mm-hmm. who works there. He always, like, gets us in through the side or never All has to wait in line. And uh, it was definitely lots of drinks, lots of. Uh, I, I remember, I remember y'all setting out massive hops in, in the club. We were setting hops in the club. You know what? We, I, I was, we were, we were. Oh that, man, that, that, that sounded about right. You know, I love hopping. I mean, every time, every I feel like every time you link up with an LB, and it's like just the enthusiasm is so high. Like you definitely had to set one out one time for the one oh, yeah. time. For sure, for sure. One time, Tunde, do you hop? Do you hop Tunde? Do you? Not anymore. You... I re- I retired like around twenty twelve. Uh, the hopping. knees, the knees. No, were... not not even like. I just felt like we used to do like two, three shows a year, and then like. <sighs> you had to hang up the boots. You had to hang up the gold boots. I man. haven't worn my gold boots in like yeah since like twenty ten. No, twenty eleven. My last show. I would I would hope you wore them centennial year at least. No, not even. Dang. Daryl, when the last time you set out a hop, bro? Uh, about a week and a half ago at the wedding. Oh, uh, rece- true. Reception. Oh, I lied. I lied. I lied. See? The yeah, bro- count. Bro- the bro- count. The bro- <laughs> <laughs> count. You got Especially if the bros getting married, you got to set a hop at the wedding. Got to. Well, it wasn't a bro wedding. The bros was the DJ. So the first song he played, <laughs> uh, I can't think of the name. When when, uh, when my guy was taking the little, the little bouquet or whatever off of his girl, Lider, they were playing. Yeah. Yeah, they was playing Atomic Dog. And so as soon as he finished, I was like, I mean, I like, man, hey, look, I love you, bro. I said, this is my song. I said, it wouldn't be right if I ain't set it out for you real quick. He's like, go ahead. And then, oh, you know, wow. I, shut, I shut that joint out real quick. So wait a second. You telling me, you telling me that my man's just finished taking the garter off while the Atomic Dog was playing. And then you say, listen, fam, I know this is your wedding and I'm going to let you finish. But I got to set this out one time yeah. for the honor of us. Be out, dog. Be out, dog. Be out. I'm proud of you, Ace Dog. I I can't remember the last time I said out a hop. I feel like it was probably, obviously, non-wedding, a non-wedding hop, a non-wedding hop, because you always said it out of the weddings. It was probably like a year or two ago at a picnic, I think. You know, like I'm the only, I was like the only tenth D, bro. I'm out here in the twelfth, and it's like you know, you set one out for the one time, let them know you're there, and then you just get all the chicken and beer you want. You said one out at uh, at districts. I said it out at districts. At Long Beach. That was what two years ago. Yeah. I said it out at districts. Was it mm-hmm. good? It was. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. I, I might have it on my phone still. It was. It was, it was like the D joint. It was the Tiff yeah. D joint. Oh, that's when we first pulled up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, listen, I'm. I am. I am such a good bro that I don't even know how. <laughs> How much I set it out, dog. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's dope, dog. And so, um, so yeah, there was a lot of stuff from you know that that summer though. Like, I remember 2016. It was it was shoot, it was several years ago now. So you know, I'm okay, you know, with the growth that I have experienced since then. <laughs> but uh, like past the statute of limitations. No, no, no. See, see, stop it. He has, I think he has new. I think he has a new statue of limitations now. No, see, no. Listen, listen. It's because I am. I am in such more of a peaceful place in, in Zen 
point in my life that like, okay, you know, in 2016, I might have, you know, I was on the dating apps and stuff. Like I remember, I remember being on the dating apps when y'all came out there or when, when Daryl, when Daryl and Carl came out there and Carl is the most savage person on Tinder that I've ever met. He's the most savage person ever that I've met. And so for me, you know, I would be like, oh, like, she's so pretty. Like, I just matched with her. Like, oh, man, like, what's something funny, guys? Like, what can I say? Like, that's clever to try to get her. And and Carl's like, eggplant emoji. And I'm just like, <laughs> damn. And he would damn. literally do that to every girl he matched with on that. Every Every one. And they was going for it, too. He was really entertaining his conversation, bro. Really entertaining his conversation. I tried it. <laughs> How'd it turn out? Not very successfully. <laughs> but it's okay. I can I can meet people in real life. That's what I, I can do. People in real life. Oh yeah. I'm more True. successful in real life. True. As proven by the summer of 2016. <laughs> 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I, man. I, I, I second that motion. <laughs> <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Good times, though. Good times. This is to be a fun podcast for everybody, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget. I will never. I think I've told you this story, Daryl, but I will never forget that time we were at the beer fest tune day. Oh, and, yeah. and And Shorty, like, hemmed me up. It was so funny, y'all. Because, like, it was a group of us, and we were just like, and we were having wow. the time of our lives. Yes, drinking bad. So many, it was so many beers, and I guess can we tell a story? I, I think so. Okay, so so you John, can tell, you can tell the podcast appropriate okay. version. Oh uh, yeah, 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 I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. So so John, so I remember it was July fourth because uh, it was the day I ran this like this half marathon in in Portland, and then that evening there's like this big concert on the on the river. And then so John, right outside of where I lived, it was like right yeah. by where I lived. Yep. So John met this girl or this woman, and they went on a couple dates. And I think things kind of fizzled out. I don't know what happened there. Um, yeah. But then, but then, like towards the end of the summer, uh, we're at the the bear fest, and it's like eight of us, nine of us maybe. We had a whole squad. Through, had a whole squad. And like we're drinking beers, like getting getting. Kind of tipsy because like we're hitting East Bear Station like, and it's hot as hell, right? It's like yeah. it's so hot outside. So we see the same girl again, and she's like, "John, why haven't you called me?" And we're all like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like in front of everyone. Whoa! And I was and like, then, "I did." I was like, "I and did." She, and she's like <laughs> demanding the answer like right there on the spot. And I was over there so confused. I was like, "I was like, okay, like it took me a couple of days, but I did call. Like I, I sent text. Like <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm new to the area. Like and, and, oh, and, oh. and you know, like if if we were like really good friends, we were like, all right, guys, let's just walk away and then let John had to have his privacy. We were like, nope, what's that yeah, right here? They all stood. They all stood right there and watched the like, like, yeah, John. Why didn't you call her? <laughs> I was, and I was over there like so perplexed, like guys, like I did, I swear, like I'm not terrible, I promise. <laughs> Dude, well, I would, I would have been cracking up standing there watching that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh that was oh, fun. Yeah. That was a good song. Oh. oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, there was some shenanigans when you was there too, Daryl. Man, that was so. That same night when uh, we was out uh, at Jackknife. At Jackknife. 
no, 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 no. This was this was when we was walking outside. I don't know where we was going at this point. You know, I was a little teed up by this point. You know what I'm saying? So we ran into some like bridal, uh, bridal party or whatever like that, and they had their little checklist. And so they they had one of the things they had to do on their checklist was get like a piggyback or something from a stranger. So I think it was about mm-hmm. I think about three or four of us, and then it was a uh, matter of fact, no, it was about four or five of us, and then um, it was three, it was four of them, and so you know, of course, you know, I I, I just I'm like, yeah, y'all got it. You know what I'm right. saying? Me, me, me being the smallest guy in the group, I'm like, nah, I'm good on that. You know what I'm saying? One one of the little girls, one of the one of the women, you know what I'm saying? Hey, look, she was thick, 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 thick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but you know, so they they all the girls end up uh or the women, excuse me, they end up getting on their backs, doing the piggyback, and then um and that y'all was going for like some blocks, bro. Like this, like that shit was reckless, bro. I don't know how the dog, hell y'all was, like. Were we like outside in, the club? Doing and then check this out. Not only was y'all walking, bro. Y'all all started running and racing each other. I was like, I'm like, bro, what is wrong with y'all? Like y'all yeah. was racing each other. Like who could get that the fastest type of shit? I mean, listen, man. Like we're competitive. I know you but, just but sitting there looking at us. It like, was, there was no finish line. Like, there was no way. I can see if y'all had a destination. Y'all was running to nowhere, literally. Oh, my gosh, dude. That's so funny. That's because I feel like I feel like as soon as they had asked, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm in. Like, yeah, I'm definitely out here giving out piggyback rides, bro. And then they tried to get y'all tried to get us to do something else. I don't remember what it was. I think I know it was OD though. Whatever it was, it was OD. Like mm. we was all we all looked at each other like hell no. Nah, that's yeah. I think this is before we linked up with Tunde because I I could I could yeah, not see. I, I don't remember giving anybody a payback. Yeah, payback. no, I don't see Tunde giving out piggyback rides. It, to it, him. Nah, it wasn't Tunde. It was a uh, probably like Tom probably or maybe not Tom. It was probably some other bros in the area. Yeah, it was some other bros. I can't remember dog name, but you you I I'm a, when I remember it, I'm I I, I bring it up. But yeah, right. definitely. Good times, man. Like it's it's just it's always it's always funny to me, you know, we it's really a small world, you know. Daryl, you and I have known each other a decade now. You know what I'm saying? Like you were out there, you know, came and visited while we were there. When I was there in Portland in 2016, you know, tuned in. I obviously met in the summer of 2016. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just to like look at where we all are now, man, it's it's uh it's crazy, you know. And we started, you know, you started by like kind of talking a lot about um everything that's kind of going on in your life now right like it's been a long journey just to get to this point but you know of course we're all dealing with covid we're all dealing with corona how how has that been affecting you man like how is that how 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 you living dog like how are you living i i, I think covid for me has been uh the biggest blessing in disguise oh wow um, and i'll say this because it it, it by closing up the outside it forced me to get back to the things that are very foundational. And so me and you've been talking about running. We we me and you both know I love running, but yep. seriously like I probably haven't ran for real and maybe like two to maybe like a year or two. Like I would run at the practices, you know, with the the athletes when they think they fasting than me or something like that. I run mm-hmm. with them just to show them I still got it, but you know, during the covid I I started running and so now I run every single day. 
And um, mm. me, me, what I notice is when I do that, it's easier for me to get everything else done because I do that in the morning. You know, so I started getting back up early like I was getting back up early, you know, having my time with God and then running. And then once I do that, the day is so much easier because now I got that energy boost. And I feel like since I just accomplished that run and the workout that I can accomplish and do anything else that I need to do, no matter what obstacles or other things that, that come up. Uh, the other thing, too, that I notice is um, I just went back home a few weeks. And so that I'm still talking about the workout. My pop seen that I was working out and running every day, and he started back working out now. Good so, stuff. So yeah. just by me getting back to my foundation and being the best version of me, it's inspiring other people to do the same. And so uh, that's so that so that that helps started me uh, and start to think about other things and using that time and using that time a little bit wisely. So as we got more time. Uh, at home, it made it a little bit easier for me to get my work done because I'm a little bit more comfortable, yeah. you know, as far as like work goes. So uh, when working at home is real easy, you know, yeah, I, I stay relatively close to the job, but it's easy because I'm at home and I'm com fully comfortable. I don't have to put on the facade or that facade of going into the office that mm. I would normally have to go on. I don't have mm. to have as many conversations with people just, you know, as y'all would say, shooting the shit. I don't have to do none of that with people, I could just get to work and get more work done faster, be more efficient with it, and then my work could be higher quality than it was before. Not saying that it was low quality, but now I'm really focused and I'm really zoned in on what I'm doing, so it's a lot easier because it's a lot less distractions. Yeah. Damn. I, I mean, I definitely feel that as far as like, there's certain, like, of course the, you know, the coronavirus is a terrible thing, but there's some things that I've taken out of it. Like, I'm saving way more money with the coronavirus, because I like this summer, I had like five or six trips already planned. This that's like a thousand per trip. R.I.P. Clay, yeah, yeah R.I.P. Clay. Uh, yeah, Clay. I was supposed to be in Tampa. I was supposed to be in Mexico. I was supposed to be D.C. I was supposed to be um, Cleveland. A lot of different places. I didn't end up going. Save that money. Um, yeah. This summer was a haze as far as work, but you know, I, I'm a professor, so I got I got through it this summer more focused than before so now i'm ready to go into into the fall quarter just you know ready to work so i definitely feel you on the on the there's some blessings in disguise coming out of this uh coronavirus <clears throat> oh that de definitely and i know i got a little piece of that you know i, I ain't gonna lie to y'all when i when the corona i mean when the COVID, when it first started i was you know watching netflix after i got bored watching all the shows then that's when i got back in tune you know, uh, but I was watching The Last Dance. What really got to me when I was watching The Last Dance, and they said Michael Jordan got a he got an off switch, but he never turned it off. And I was like, "What is the one thing that turns the switch on for me?" And that's when I thought about it. Running is the thing that always turned the switch on for. Me. Yeah, you know, you, let's listen. Oh, that running shit. People, people, like, oh, why you run so much? Like. People don't understand like when you're running, like it's just it. Even though you run, you can be running with people, but it's it's you. Like you're in your head, and you, you think about so much while you're running. Even you might be listening to music, but you're still in your thoughts. And and like I use running as a way to like kind of get through like my thoughts. If I'm feeling down, I'm gonna go for a run. If I feel happy, I'm gonna go for a run. Like mm. like people don't understand like how much like running can do for you. Um, Damn. Yeah. Look. It's, 
amazing. I, I, I agree with everything you just said because that it definitely does that for me. Like if I if I had to make a decision and I didn't know, I can go on a run, and by the end of the run, I know what to do. Exactly, man. Exactly. Honestly, like this is is like hella inspiring for me because I think like. It's been different. It's it's been a different experience. You know what I'm saying? Like I've obviously like been running. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that there's all your different aspects of your health are important. You know, but like for me, I don't have that same. I don't know. Maybe affinity is a good word, or that same sort of reaction to when I run. You know what I'm saying? I'm running just for the the fitness aspect of it, but I haven't really hit a stride where it's like, oh man, I'm having like those epiphanies and like, this is like so good for clearing my head. Like I know doing any sort of physical workout is good. Um, I think maybe more so like jujitsu has been that sort of outlet for me. Um, You know, during, before COVID, right? Like it's nice to just get around, roll around on the mats, throw people, get thrown. Um, But I've been doing like virtual classes and I've actually bumped it up to uh, like a second session every week. So like, but because it's such, it's such a mental and sort of physical, uh, thing for me that it, I kind of have that same sort of, uh, release or that same sort of feeling that you guys kind of described. Um, but I think if we're, if we are going to look at the, the blessings in disguise or reframe all of this stuff to what good has come from it, man, like writing, writing has been like my one saving grace. And I think at the beginning of COVID, kind of like what you alluded to, uh, Ace Dog, like, yeah, I got, I kind of got lost in the sauce um, in the Netflix, more so just the escapism of everything. Cause, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, that's still something I'm struggling with today because, you know, you, you look up and shit, you know, there's protests outside my building again today, you know, like from the events of this week. And what's up, dog? I just saw that the people, on Twitter that people spray painted fuck you on the mayor's house of uh, San Jose. I'm like, wow. That's how they going in, in San Jose? Bro, bro they were on, they be on Instagram live protesting in front of that man's crib, G. I ain't, I ain't see the spray paint thing on Instagram yeah, live. But they be in front of you. I mean, shoot, it was, it was a day two weeks ago where they spray painted like, like fuck you and middle fingers and a whole bunch of shit. Like from town hall, they did it down my street. So there was like on my mailbox, like on the door, like on the buildings and stuff. Like they going hard, G. Folks is going hard. And I can't even be mad at them, bro. I can't even be mad at them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I say all that to say, you know, you have all this noise in the background, right? And what this has forced a lot of people to do is find those things that can that you can tune out the noise um just to survive bruh and it's 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 been tough like you know work you know i was i I appreciated what you were saying daryl like you know being able to like have a higher quality of work but i think for me you know you too tune day but like for me it's kind of realized that the work that i'm doing is not the work that i'm trying to be doing you know what i'm saying like this is not the work that i need like this is not the this is not the life that i should be living like if you took away all the other stuff right the shooting the shit with coworkers, you know the lunch the you know going into the office the routine of it all and just left the work i'm looking at the work like oh this is a dud bro i can't i I ain't even trying to do nothing with it and i've loved my job for the last three years but it's definitely something where you know making changes and so if you do it right, man, 2020 can be a blessing, but 
it's hard to do it right when it's only you keeping yourself accountable. Have y'all have y'all felt that? I mean, yeah, that's so definitely uh, as far as that goes. So I actually have a couple of uh, accountability partners when it comes to exactly what you're speaking with. And so one of my uh, friends, what we do every week on Sundays, we have what we call like a wins and wins and losses call. So we get on the call and we talk about, you know, what was our goals for the last week? And, you know, what, how do we win? How do we lose? How can we be better? And from that call, it creates that atmosphere of change that you want. Um, mm. Because you know that you got to get on that call and you got to talk about what you did. So if you didn't, you can't come to the call where you can. But I, I mean, of course, I feel like it adds the, the pressure and not the pressure in a bad way, but it adds that to it to where like you want to be able to come to the call and say, I did the best that I could do. And even mm. if you had one or two losses, that don't matter because uh, in the words of in the words of you know ET, you know Eric Thomas, small steps, great distances. Sometimes we focus so much on the big picture that we we forget it's about the small things that we do every single day that helps us get to those bigger goals. Mm. You preaching right there, G. Eric, Eric. Thomas, he, uh, I think I have one of his books, man. Like, he's because he's the he's the inspirational speaker too, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, aren't you aren't you doing like a workshop or something of his too right nah, now? I'm, so I'm in the uh, the speaking program up up under him. Oh man, how's that nice. been going? It's been going pretty good. Uh, we had a meetup back earlier this year, and uh, I know when I went up there and spoke on stage, they just really kind of put the exclamation point to it you know i maybe you know of course it was my first time on stage in front of them so you know i was a little nervous and then they ended up so what they did was they told us we had uh 12 minutes and then when we got there they told us we had six. Oh, that's so funny they, they, they did that because they was like when you go and speak that's it that can happen and you need to be prepared for it and so when I got up there and spoke and I told my story and I told the story, I know, John, I know you know this, told the mm-hmm. story about the uh, the math professor that I had that made me take that test. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting and I ended up not passing the class. And so when I told the story, they just kind of told me it was like, man, when you up there, you look like a natural. You know, it's a couple of things that you need to work on. But speaking, it just come naturally to you. It's not something that it don't come like that to everybody. Mm. You know, so that's that's Bless one of up. the things that's one of the things I recognize in my uh what's what's not uh what's ironic is my father was a public speaker. Right, right. Tunde, how do you feel about public speaking, bro? Do you are you a public speaker today? I mean I speak publicly every I mean uh, you work, teach it in the so. classroom though, but like would you um, go on stage and give a speech, bro? I have before. Remember uh I was missing UMBS, right? So you I had to give my speech for that? Coronation speech in front of the whole school. Damn. Oh. Yeah, I was nervous as hell, but like, I mean, I live for shit like that. So yeah, like, I mean, if, if, like you, like I feel like if you're if you're not nervous, then something's wrong, right? Facts. So facts, facts. Yeah. So I, I'll tell yeah. you, I'll tell you this, man. When I was in when I was in like sixth grade, there's this quote that I heard that stuck with me. I was at a uh, the Adidas Junior Phenom Camp, like the basketball camp where they was like rating the top 150 like players and shit. Like uh, say what? 
I was there, motherfucker. So yeah, <laughs> play, play with me if you want to, G. I to, I still get buckets. Too man. Said I was good enough to get there. What you mean? I was in that mug. I had a jersey on, bro. Just, I was getting just buckets. Asking, just asking, you know. Try me, bro. You can come see me two days. Might have been honorary or something. Nah, bro. I was, I was <laughs> in sixth grade, didn't want no smoke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sixth grade. Hey, that's ironic how you you talk about that. I, I did want to uh, bring it back one, just one, just real briefly. Well, well real. Well, sorry to cut you off, but the the quote that I heard though at the camp, <laughs> at the camp before two they tried to play it, play it, play a play a player. I don't think um, he played you. I think he said the truth. But go ahead. Nah, okay. <laughs> Y'all both at my neck today. It's all right. It's all right. I like this energy. Uh, no, nah, but the quote was um. If you're nervous, that means something important is gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? And I've kind of, that's kind of st- stuck with me the whole time because it's one of them things where, like, any if you think about any moment, you know, uh, and and one thing that I've been like really like obsessing on right now, just in my personal life, is this idea of um, what you have resistance towards. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like a lot of times people are telling you to like, oh, resist being afraid or resist being nervous. But but that's not really how life works. You know what I'm saying? It's like acknowledge that fear, acknowledge that nervousness, because that's what life is. You know, what I'm saying? it's it's recognizing it and then doing it anyway. You know what I'm saying? And so like I, I that sits in my spirit, like with everything that I do, because I can sit here and think about any significant moment in my life like and i was nervous like i was nervous to pull up on the the shorty at the club with the with the with the uh good conversation you know what i'm saying like i was nervous to start the podcast you like it all those things but like that just means something important is going on and then what you do with it you feel me like that's that's more meaningful like what you giggling for today what you about to get what you about to say today what, what, what have you ever been nervous to put up on anybody in any club I've seen you in action. Bruh, I be shy, dog. Like, Stop playing with me, bro. Bro, you know, her, right, her right there? Cut that, that shot stuff out. Cut Yo, that shot dollar. stuff out. Okay. You you still saying that? I thought you left that back in 2010. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. Oh, y'all, y'all are a mess. Okay, see. Y'all are a mess today, boy. It's that. It's whatever you got. It's that. Uh, it's that lemonade, coconut water, vodka you got. Uh, tune day got you talking crazy. <laughs> That's because I'm used to drinking whiskey. Yeah, I oh, don't have it. I don't have oh my! I have literally three drinks in front of me. It's been that kind of day for me, bro. I have three drinks right here. But sorry, Daryl, you was about to say something profound. I'm enjoying this conversation. Oh, Please. Oh, on. so the the running yeah, it hasn't. It wasn't always that. It literally was not always that. The reason why I initially was running was in sixth grade too. So my neighbors, you know, they had this uh this dog. John know this story. So mm-hmm. German German Shepherd Rockweiler mix. They had chained their dog up every single day. Somehow by the end of the day, when I'm coming home, that dog would be out, ready mm. to chase me. Y'all know in sixth grade, we had the books like that was like thick. Like them books was them science books was thick. So my book mm-hmm. bag, it ain't light. You know, so that dog would literally chase me every single day. In sixth grade, I got chased by that dog every day. So You're naturally, running. when you do something every day, I'm like, oh well, I might as well like it because I'm gonna have to do it and be good at it. Otherwise, I'm gonna get bit. Mm. So that was my first. 
my first thing with running was that it wasn't a it wasn't a love. It was a, I have to do this. A necessity. Yeah. It wasn't a love. That love came years later. That love mm. ain't come to high school like what me and Tunde talking about. That came once I started running distance. Mm. That, that you, wasn't when I was sprinting. Tunde, you always loved like you loved running though. No, did, did you no, did you get no, chased no. by dogs too? What's, no, no, I don't always love running. Like my. Uh, the reason I started running cross country in the first place was because our basketball coach made us made us uh, run cross country to get in shape uh, for our, our press defense. Trish, boy, you weren't you weren't pressing nobody today. Hey, call it out on, on a big basket. 50, 50 full court press. See, I see man you man. slide your feet, dog. You you <laughs> you, you wasn't it, bro. 50, yeah, full court you press. was in the back of the press today. You was in the back of the press trying to steal the. Nah, the, the I, I was in half court. I was half court. On the second trap, man, I, it sound like y'all want to play a one on one or something. The way y'all talking, oh, oh, oh hey. we got one coming up. No, listen, it's already. Hey, 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 Daryl, do me a favor, real quick. Okay, can you do me a favor, Daryl? <laughs> I need you to ask Tunde what happened the last time we played one on one together. Ask him for me, just real quick. Mm, so, so what happened with the one on one, man? Let me know. Okay, I'm gonna say what happened. <laughs> <laughs> one, we'll play on the area that was like. Three feet by four feet. I had on slides. Bullshit. You were the, the court. The court was like You're eight feet. You're a liar. And, and we were all drunk. No. Yes, we were. No. It was in my John, I like to play basketball when he drunk, though. I, I like uh, I like to do any activity all the I, time. That me, I'm not. I'm not playing. I'm not good when I'm drunk. But it's okay. John won then. John won then. But listen, no, listen. we're gonna play again on a, on an actual regulation basketball court. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Can I tell you, you how to see them with the finger rolls, John? Bro, I'm I was hitting them with. I was hitting them with. Daryl, when I tell you, I put I put my back to the basket and drop step on this little dude, bro. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, he, now he's lying. I'm not. Now he's I'm lying. not. Lying. I'm not. Lying. To see, Tuesday is six five in real life, now he's lying. but he's little he's in lying. here, bro. He's little it's in cool, here. It's cool. All right, know what's gonna happen? We're gonna play again, and we're gonna, we're gonna talk about this on the podcast. But I, I, I beat John eleven one. Bro, you all gotta have somebody record this, man. He said eleven one though. Y'all gotta have somebody record that, man. I want to see it. Once I get the ball, <laughs> I, I, listen, listen. Tunde, just assuming you get the ball, bro. Like once I get the ball, you're not getting it back. In what world can you guard me? In what universe can you guard me? You're too slow. You're slow, Tunde. You you re- you realize I'm faster than you in all aspects, right? You're not in all aspects. <sighs> on the basketball court, on the football field, on, on, on long distance. See how I've been working on my zen. Yeah, you see how I've been working on my zen. Yeah, you you've known me, bro. You see how even if he gets past me, right? All I'm gonna do is come <laughs> off and beat his shit off the backboard. He don't even know I got I got the I got the I got the reverse layup package. Like I got the Kyrie layup package. Like he's not blocking anything. All right. And ask him what he tried to block my shot last time. He's he spent he spent ninety percent of his time telling you the story about all them excuses, and then ten percent of the time was like, oh yeah, but he won. You're right. That's all that matters, bro. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I won. You're right. I won. He. Oh, and, I Portland, and, Port- and Portland, John, not gonna play one on one. I had slides on. I had slides on. And, and I was my, drunk. This, this and it was in a backyard. And, and the hoop was October fourth. I'm bringing my shoes to Portland. If John doesn't bring his shoes, it's on him. 
Nigga, I got shoes waiting for me in Portland, bro. Okay. Man, look, right. just, just set up the camera on the sideline. Yep, every, we're recording, too. Right, that's about to be, that's about to be like, too. some content for the podcast. We're recording the podcast. It's going to be an episode. We ain't going to have, we ain't had no podcast videos drop. But we're going to have just a one-on-one. <laughs> that's the first one. And I'm playing this brother named Taurus, also. Yeah, I mean. Podcast listeners, you don't know him, but I'm going to beat him 11-0. Okay, I about to say, okay, cause see, before in your text message you said you was gonna beat him eleven two, and that's why I was especially just offended that you said you was gonna beat me eleven one, as if Taurus would put a better matchup than I would, and I was like, oh, Tunde is out of <laughs> out of his mind right now. He is out of his mind right now. Oh man, oh, man. Daryl, have you enjoyed have you enjoyed being a podcaster? Cause I'll tell you this one thing that I think Tunde and you know I'm gonna. So if I'm gonna speak for us here. I think that we have thoroughly enjoyed being able to talk trash about each other and people that aren't on the podcast all the time, and they can't respond right away. And <laughs> Especially on our IG lives. Like, yeah. Hey. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that definitely. As far as the that go, yeah, talking. I think the the most uh, the thing that I've took out of it the most is just tapping into my creative side. Uh, with the podcast like you really have to be creative with it you know you don't want it to be like something that's bland boring like you you, you want to switch it up you want it to be it's all about the presentation yeah it's all about the presentation like i i mean i I, i'm gonna speak on i really i did i told john this when y'all first started doing the avm i said i rock with that like that's different i ain't Mm -hmm. i haven't seen nobody do it and it's definitely creative Mm. Well, and so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue right because you know we've we've definitely done a lot of uh, shooting the shit and everything, but I kind of wanted to dig a little deeper um, into some of like the content and stuff from not just your podcast, but I think even more importantly, like a lot of your motivational uh, speaking work that you do, man. Um, you know, I, I started this show, you know, uh, as an homage to uh, a lot of your videos, and you know. I think just in our relationship, I I will always talk trash to you about everything you do, but I one thousand percent one of your biggest supporters um, on all of it. So I wouldn't know it if I didn't watch it. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't know it if I wasn't always consuming that information. Um, but you know the big one of the big things that I think is really relevant to kind of what we're going through now, and we've kind of alluded to it a little bit in the episode so far, is just this idea of you know, growth, you know, mindset, um, you know, how you frame things and stuff like that. And, and, you know, using all of those different skills uh, and inspirations to even your creativity to build something, you know what I'm saying? I admire Mm -hmm. your ability to build stuff. And, you know, this is a very open-ended sort of idea or concept that I'm bringing to you, but, you know, just as I present that idea to you, man, like what are the the things that like first stick out to you? Like that really those core things to you that, you know, push you forward every day that drive you that, that get you up in the morning to do something great. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> the first thing is that I came to the realization maybe a couple years ago that my parents are not as young as I think they were just because they look younger they not and if I really want to enjoy the time with them I have to do it 
now while I'm working on what I'm working on. I can't put that off, you mm-hmm. know. And so waking up every day, I'm putting that in my mind. I'm putting my parents in my mind. I'm putting my children that aren't even born in my mind. I'm so, about to say, uh oh. I'm, I'm I'm putting all of the thoughts in my mind, and so this is the this is this is actually the the way we came up with the concept for the podcast because I'm thinking legacy. Today, what am I going to do to add to my legacy? How am I going to make a legacy? How am I going to make something that's going to be taught for that's going to be shown for to the next generations? You know, um, in the in the in a good book, as my brother would say. It says that you should have an inheritance for your children's children. You should you should provide for your children's children, mm. your grandkids. You should provide for them. You have to be able to do that. So it's not about you. So the reality is is that I got out of thinking about how I feel and started to think about what do I want to accomplish. What do I want in my life? Like you got to just start to ask myself them questions. So when I get up in the morning, I actually have uh, this book. It's called Ask. So it has a ton of different questions in there. And so I'll tune into that book um, every day and I'll pick a different question out of there to ask myself just to get myself thinking. Uh, The other thing is, is what am I consuming? Because if I'm consuming the wrong thing and I don't just mean food or water or drink, I mean everything. If the results that I'm getting are not the results that I want, that means something that I'm putting, I'm putting in the wrong thing. Whatever I'm consuming, some is getting some consume is wrong. So I have to look at what I'm consuming and change it up, mm. and really and really just change it up. And so every day, taking that time period, like what I do every day is get up early and maybe for about five to about thirty minutes, I meditate mm. and really just think about what do I want out of life. Mm. And even doing that for, I mean. Honestly, even doing it for five minutes is like life changing. Yeah. Doing it consistently every day. Like that's life changing because it's going to make your brain start to really think about what what it is that you want. And once you yeah. start to think about it, you start to attract it. That's one thing I really want to get into is meditation. I need to do a better job of that. I kind of do What's... that with running too, though. So, I mean, I do it like sitting down and then I do it with the running. Uh I listened to an audio book called Willpower uh, back in 2015, and that's how I started to get into the meditation. Man, and so uh, I I love what you're talking about, Daryl. Like, and I'm definitely about to check out that book too. You know, one of the things is is, is two things that immediately came to mind. Right, one is I'm huge on meditation. I'm huge on meditation, and so you know, I've been using the Headspace app. and I've been having more directed meditational things, right? Like, you know, for me, I've I've been personally just struggling with things where they, they have courses and everything. So I've been looking at a lot of things around just being able to accept things, like just acceptance or dealing with loss or, you know, grieving and hurt kind of stuff. Because these are skills that I I don't think that I, like, had. You know, like, I think... Growing up, I mean, and you guys can attest to it, you know, black man in America, there wasn't a lot of space to have your feelings hurt. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, and even Tunde, we talked about it last week, right? Like, there wasn't a lot of space for vulnerability. Nope. That wasn't something that was like, oh, yeah, like, oh, you're, you're upset, man? Like, no, it's stop fucking crying. Get up and go handle your business. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, and so I've been doing more targeted, you know, meditation. But like you said, Daryl, I do I do 10 minutes a day. But even like you said, five minutes will change your life. Um, and so I would even wonder just opening that up and not having something where it's like a specific sort of lesson, I guess, that I'm trying to mm-hmm. work through. What sort of other thoughts come from that? Okay, um, I did. I did leave out one thing to win. Oh, uh, no. okay. Well, yeah, okay. Well, the second thing that popped in my mind, and then we'll come back to you, um, was uh, what is like meditation too? You know what I'm saying? Like, like because you know, for two, like for Tune Day, like what you described, like running. You know, even if you like take the turn, like you've 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 told me you run without music sometimes, which is terrifying to me. Just to be that yeah. alone with your thoughts, that's yeah. terrifying to me. Uh, that, uh, yeah. But but like even that can be like a form of meditation. And, you know, <laughs> for the past for the past two months, um, damn near every single day, I'll get up and I'll write three pages in my notebook. Um, and it's just stream of consciousness writing. And it's been one of the hardest activities I've ever done in my entire life, just because you have to sit. You have to sit uh, in your thoughts for such a long time that it forces you to start breaking down different barriers, breaking down different hurdles, and you do really start to see yourself transcend and start tapping into creativity, like you spoke to earlier, Daryl, and like really meaningful things. Um, but it's 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 hard, man. It is hard uh, and terrifying for me. Like it is not something that I would. It's not for the weak of heart, you know. And you you uh, you always ran with music. Who me? Yeah. Oh hell yeah! I I actually just recently started running with music. I I used to not run with like in high school we couldn't have our phones and stuff. So I'm used to running without having anything. I feel old, yo. I mean, yeah, you should. Because like when I, when I was running when I was running in high school, like phones could, weren't phones phones didn't have music. Yeah, but you wouldn't finna have no Walkman in your pocket, bro. <laughs> Oh, my no, man not had a, a Walkman, a Discman. Don't do a, that. A, 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 I'm sorry, a cassette player on your a hip. Di- a Discman. My man had a cassette player on his hip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, okay, to be fair, let me put an asterisk there. Like, when I was running in PE, you know what I'm saying, in, like, in like you know, sixth grade, since that's the age where all of us had life-changing experiences, um, <laughs> like, I, did, I, I didn't run in PE with music, but, like, as an adult, like, running, only music. Because legitimately, I think that I'm terrified of being alone with my thoughts for that amount of time. Yeah. Man, that's deep. That Real is deep. Real shit. That's deep. Real shit. Yeah, see, I'm the exact opposite. I, I'd rather do it to be alone with those thoughts that create that that feeling of uh, uneasiness. Like... I don't know. I'm different. You know. You know me, man. Like, mm-hmm. remember, like back in college, like you've been you know, different. Yeah. Back in college, when I got like back in college, when I got my heart broke, they all wanted me to just go out and have fun. I said, no. I need to sit with the pain. I need yeah, to dog. feel it a hundred percent, so I can feel it, consume it, understand how it feels, and get over it. Not go out and act like it's not. It's not happening. That's some healthy um, shit, nigga. And I don't know. I just I always been like that's just that's just how I always been. Uh, but the other thing that I left out was with the meditation is that's when you that's when you that's where you get your vision from. So when you start to meditate, you can meditate on your goals, right? So if you set some goals, you can start to meditate. And while you meditating, you can visualize yourself 
accomplishing each one of the goals that you wrote down. And so if mm-hmm. you do that every single day, that's going to shift your mindset. Manifest. You know, why yeah. it's going to shift your mindset is because your mind can't distinguish the difference between imagination and reality. Mm. It, does, it doesn't know the difference. And so since mm. it doesn't know the difference, if you keep feeding your mind a vision, it's going to believe that it's true. And then once you put the work in to make it happen, it's there before you even know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I guess it's like that similar idea, like, you know, what is real? You know what I'm saying? Like, like if, if it happened in my mind and I feel it, my feelings are real. You know what I'm saying? The same way if it happened in the world and I felt it, it's that you can't distinguish between the two. Like what's real to you is the only reality that you exist in. You know what I'm saying? Like even and even just doubling back to that like point, you know, because, you know, I was there, you know, during that time when you like and I was probably one of those people like, shoot, dog, let's go out, man. Let's see what these other honeys is talking about. But you've always kind of moved differently in that aspect, um, just kind of being more internal and seeking that fulfillment. Um, whereas, you know, you were also there during my college heartbreak when I was like to the streets. um but sitting in like sitting in you know 2020 in the year that i've been having and like just the the i can't even call it heartbreak at this point but disappointment i don't know uh i don't fucking i don't even what's a good word today you read books um (laughs) he got that ti he got that ti no, I, I was a good say, word. I would say disappointment is a good word because, and, and no, I would say heartbreak at first, right? Okay. And at this point, you move past that. It's like, Have we? we'll pass heartbreak. Have I, we? I think yeah. so. I think okay. it's more disappointing now, too, because yeah. you, you, you're thinking about what you expected it to be. Yeah. Versus like what it is. Like it is what it is now. Like you, you got past, like I feel like you passed the point to where it was like it was hurting. Like, you know, now you're at the point where it's like, now you're at the point where it's like, damn, like it's a, like, high, you know, like it's a disappointment. Like, yeah, damn. Yeah. You have the hindsight, you're like, I expected so much more of you. Uh, and yeah, so. Uh. I guess disappointment is good. Okay, that's my A plus word for the day, everybody. Disappointment. Like, we need to start having sound. Like you a better person. Uh, oh, I mean, let's not even start there. But no, all that to be. You have a whole different. You need to have a whole different episode on, on that nigga. topic, nigga. Man, <laughs> nigga. Hey, nigga. I, I think I'm a master in that one, unfortunately. Because like Bro. the thing is, men feel pain too. Like don't don't get it twisted, Bruh. 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 And then like, but the thing is, you know, and so, okay, like uh, all three of us can have like a really honest dialogue about like, you know, and I think we're at a point in our lives where we can accept being hurt by a woman in some capacity. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think that there was a long time when that wasn't even something that I could accept. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there was stuff that didn't work out or, you know, stuff that was, you know, toxic for whatever reason. But like at this point, we can be like, man, that hurt my fucking feelings, bro. Like that hurt my feelings, you know. Yeah. Um, all that, all that being said, um, you know, it's it's kind of what you do with that is what is really kind of defines who you are and who you want to be and what's important to you. 
you know, there was even something I heard the other day um, where it was talking about how, you know, when when someone goes through a heartbreak or someone goes through a breakup, whatever they do next tells you what's important to them. Right. Such as like if I go through a breakup and my heart's broken and then I just go sleep with a bunch of chicks. Well, like what was important was that was what was important because that's what I'm now seeking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and so, you know, Daryl, to the story that you kind of alluded to, right? Um, you know, you you sat in that feeling and you what it, what was important to you was how you felt, how you were going to move, who you wanted to be and what was important to you. And then, you know, 2015, you find this book and it's focusing on your willpower and your own mental scape. And it's clearly like I've watched you you know, just transcend in the last, you know, five years. Um, and it's a direct reflection of where your head was at and what was important to you. I think that I'm late to the party and I'm kind of trying to get there, you know what I'm saying? But I have a I have a deeper appreciation for the work that it takes to even get into a headspace to start that, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, like, Tunde, I'll, I'll say, you know, I probably said it more to other people than to you directly, but... You know, even through all our conversations, mostly offline, but even some on the podcast, like you have a rich tapestry of your own life that has led you to be this person you are today, which I have, which I have the utmost respect for because you move in a very similar way. um, And I could only hope to kind of take bits and pieces from both of those aspects and how I want to go to. But like motherfuckers is trying to level up, G. You're trying to level up, bro. I think that's the the ultimate goal, right? Like, no it's matter. Certain, but that's no, not for everybody. But not everybody is on that wave, right? Like, yeah. Like, no matter, like, disappointed and with your fucking heart broke. Yeah, even in that, like, no matter what you, whatever relationship you have, whether it be like a business relationship or a romantic one or a platonic one, you should you should take something from it, right? Even if it doesn't end on the best of terms, you should always want to take something from it and better yourself. So you should, um, man. I'm still trying to figure out from the last one what I took away. Yeah, I mean, it may take a while for you to figure it out, but shit. I mean, there's the what's the what's the question? Um, it's like uh, we're, we're we're talking about like a lot of mental framing and how you think about stuff. It's like. It's not asking why is this happening happening to me. It's what is this trying to teach me, and that question is so fucking hard, bro. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently that said some reason. No, I'm just kidding. Man, I, 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 was, I was no, I was listening to the uh, the podcast earlier today, but uh, it was talking about expectations. So it actually was a, a Eric Thomas podcast. And they were saying the reason why we get disappointed with people is because uh, our ex, our, they don't match our vision that we have of them. So we expect some based on our vision of who we want them or who we think they are, but that might not necessarily be who they are. So it was saying like you have to meet people at their yeah, expectations, yeah, and not put them in a in a scenario where you putting your expectations on them because when you like, for example, when you helping somebody, right. Um, and then it gets to a point to where the person is complaining about you helping them. 
the reason why they will be complaining about you helping them is because with your expectations, you're stretching them so much to the point to where they're never uncomfortable enough to sit down and be alone with those thoughts and come to that realization itself. They just do they, they just moving off of you. And so you making them uncomfortable into the point to where it's like they don't know. So they don't want your help in the way that you present it. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations are it's like what it's like it's expectations in comparison, right? Like expectations, you know, exactly like you said, um, you know, I think we all have these mental images. Is the idea to not have expectations or is the idea to just accept someone's truth, right? Like that's one thing that I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Man, that's tough, like to accept to accept people for who they are because it takes I feel like it takes so much time to for you to realize who certain people are. Like you might only see True. you might only Facts. see like one Facts. or two parts of who they are. Facts. And then later you Preach see who they terrible. later you see who they are, but it's too late then. Yeah. Big facts. Um, Big so facts. I, I know. Uh, retweet. Before, retweet. Before we move to the next segment, as John said, <laughs> uh, my last my last point I wanted to kind of cover with this is my I remember my dad saying something to me about dating, and uh, what he said, what he told me is that you want to see a girl in every season of All the four year. Seasons. Yep. Mm-hmm. In order to see a, a, at least a better picture of who she is. Because mm-hmm. if you only see her in one or two seasons, you don't even know the other parts of who she is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I definitely heard that same thing. Um, Tune day. Yeah. Um, that, that's that whole representative thing, right? I think we all tend to do it, especially when we meet somebody that we're really feeling. Like We'll be like, oh, let me put forth like my best version of myself. You're but, delegate, yeah. Yeah, but even if, like we, I mean, I don't say that you know it's only women who do it because I, I I do it too, right? I think everyone tends to do that, right? Because they want to. Okay, sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they, but they, they wanna, Secretly, like, you've gotten the delegate on the podcast the whole time. No one really knows who the. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but you can only you can only put up that that facade for so long, because eventually, like that, your true self is going to start to slip through the cracks, and eventually, it's like a, a um a. It's like a leak springing in, in like a, a dam, and and it's gonna spring here and spring here at, at various right. points, and eventually just, the whole thing is gonna fall apart, and your true self is gonna show. So right. that that speaks to that you know all four seasons um, yeah. philosophy. So I I visualized it as you're pouring yourself into a cup that has holes in it, but you can't see the bottom of the cup where everything's leaking out of. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Um, but <clears throat> that's a whole other thing. So speaking of dating. Um, we're gonna move on to our waxing hypothetical. You like how I did that? Yeah, that was very, <laughs> that was very well done. Do you have a podcast? You, you should, you should. Wow, that was impressive. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, Daryl, uh, you are, um, the person, without a doubt, between you and Tunde, you guys are the two people that I go to just to just to figure out anything that has to do with dating. You guys are so good at it. You are. Um, well, no, incredibly charming. Show that. I don't know. You're, you guys are both incredibly charming. You're super good at getting the attention from the ladies. Whoa, um, you, can, whoa, you, can, whoa. you can shoot shots on Instagram, DMs, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, MySpace, Black Planet, you name it. You guys got them all on all the uh, situations. So, 
are waxing hypothetical <laughs> <questions>. <laughs> I appreciate the hype. A <laughs> waxing hypothetical question is, okay, you are on a first date with someone. They promise to answer the next three questions you ask completely honestly. They leave out no details. What questions do you ask? Okay, one more time. I'm going to read it one more time. One more time. Okay. You're on a first date with somebody and they promise to answer the next three questions you ask completely honestly, honestly, leaving out no details. What questions do you ask? Um, can we go one by one or do we got to go all three at the same time? Okay. Oh, that's not a good idea. So we'll go Daryl, Tunde, and then me. So the first question, I mean, cause you know, I'm a believer. So my first question is, 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 do you believe in God? It's, it's going to be a, that's going to be my first question. Like, do you believe in God and not God in the sense of that like, there's a higher being, but like the white guy in the sky. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? God is like, that's my savior. That's, you know, that's who I am. Okay. So, that, so that, so that's what I mean by when I ask that question. And that's because if we don't have that same is foundational that piece, yeah. yes, that is a deal breaker. If we don't have that same uh, foundational piece, then I can't do nothing with you. Because if I'm expecting to get married to you eventually, okay. we have to be on the same page as far as like equally yoked. And we can't be on the same page equally yoked with two different faiths. Mm. How you going to have holy matrimony without no God? All right, let's talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Uh, okay, Tunde. Uh, I think I would ask if money... If money was like, if everyone got paid the same amount of, for any job, every job in the world got paid the same. Okay. What would you do? Is there any answer that would instantly like be like, oh, this is a no go? No, but I think the I think the answer that they choose tells a lot about what they're passionate about because a lot, a lot of people would choose certain professions based on how much money they can make, right? Huh. Like uh, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a doctor, a lawyer, a lawyer right? or engineer. Uh, engineer yeah, because yeah. those make a lot of money, right? A, or profe- a, nurse, a professor, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't make that much money. Yeah, but like, but like that, exactly. I think if you still choose a certain profession that helps people or does good in the world, I think that tells a lot about who you are. God. Yeah, that is a good question. I I really Damn. like that. One. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that one before. Like, if money was no object, what would you what would you do? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a that's a great question. I'm ashamed, fellas. I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed only because, like, you know, I helped you know prep for this episode, come up with a question. I know, I know what you said days ago. I, and I didn't think about what I was gonna say. I wanted. I it's still like, I and think. I didn't either. I didn't either. But when we did this question a few days ago. And two, they asked me, and I was like, my answer was, what that mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was ashamed. I, I was ashamed. Because <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine you had to answer the question completely without no details? <laughs> that would be oh, that would be so terrible. But that's not my question. That's not gonna be my question. Because again, we are we are constantly growing. We're doing better, uh, and you know I am not who I was two days ago. I'm a better version of me. <laughs> <clears throat> and so, um, you know, 
if I had to think of a question to ask, my first one would be, you know, what are the, like, what are the three most important things are the three most important things that you believe make a relationship work? That's a good one. Yeah, that uh, is a good one. Yeah, that would be my question because I think, like, I think, as at least as I've kind of internalized like relationships and going forward and looking for a, a potential partner, there's always going to be disagreements. There's always going to be confusion. There's always going to be, you know whatever whatever that comes in you it's out of your control but you know like you know honesty uh you know communication and um good sex no i'm just kidding um definitely uh you know that would be number four but like you know those sorts of things are like super important so i would like really be interested in hearing what someone else thinks and that you know because um that would be more that would be really telling in terms of how they view moving through a relationship and with with another person, so okay, okay, all right. So on to question number two, uh, my second question, I'm gonna present it two ways, you know, but it's the same question. Uh, would be, you know, just like you would ask somebody, like where where do they see themselves in uh, ten years? Instead of asking that, I would ask them, when your life is over, what would you have done and what would you want to be remembered for? Like, what would you have been remembered for? Like, what would be your legacy? Well, you got here about to find a wife, bro. Jesus there, And the reason why I'm asking this question, because this tells me if you have a vision for your life, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't have a vision for their life. That's real. That's, that's definitely, I mean, you, you do want somebody to match your, like, your, your, your goals. Because if you're not like, equally, I hate the word yoked, when you're not equally yoked, then then that's like a recipe for disaster. Um, I think my second, my second question would be, um, is there, is there, is there someone on this world who believes that they are in a committed relationship to you? Mm. That's a very fair question. That's a very fair question. I like that one. That's a very fair question because it doesn't. It's not. It's not. Are you in a relationship with somebody? Is that someone believe they are with you? You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because that's like real. This, people play games with the, they with definitely those, do. With, they with, definitely with do. Because it's like no, 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 no. Like that's the no, 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 no. Like that's 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 just a friend. That's just a friend. Nah, motherfucker. <laughs> they love you. <laughs> Um, all right. So I'll be just, I, I think, I think the way my mind works is I say something in a ridiculous way and then I like try to clean it up to tell y'all, but like the, the ridiculous way that it just popped in my head was, um, what are your crazies? Um, but I think what I was really trying to discuss was like, what are your deal breakers in a relationship would be my question. Because I think it's as important it is as it is to know what someone wants you also want to know, like, what are the the boundaries, right? What what sort of boundaries are there to 
um, you know, keep that relationship going forward because, you know, like people put up walls to keep people out, right? But boundaries are set in place so that you can keep the relationship going in a healthy way. So um, what are your boundaries or what are your uh, deal breakers is my, yeah. my question. Man, you stole my third question. Zing. Let's go, baby. That that was going to be my third one. I'll come up with another one since you said that one already. What are your deal breakers? Yeah. Um, so the third one uh, that I would have to ask would be I'm not come come back to me. It's gonna it's gonna be something around that their character though. Okay. So if if I asked everybody that knew you about your character, what would they say? Uh, that sounds like we don't got to come back to you. That sounds like a question, dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it came out as I was saying it. So that would be my that would be a, that would be uh, my question because. I know sometimes what you know other people say about you might not be true, but if there's a collective group of people mm. saying the same thing, there is truth in it. Yep. True. And, and, and you don't ask them what they think of themselves because people will embellish what they think of Facts. themselves. Facts. Especially yep. narcissists. Yep. They'll yep. tell you everything that's good about them, but they won't be able to tell you like the the real shit. That's a fair question, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely um, can't be a narcissist because I'll tell I'll be the first to tell you I ain't shit. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and if and if you don't tell them, then I'll quickly come around to remind them. <laughs> hey, I oh, appreciate man. that, man. I appreciate you bumping for me, my brother. You already know. Tune day. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna go not as deep for this last question. Nice. I'm gonna say what. What is what do you believe is your kinkiest kink? That's because you a fucking sexual deity. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Because I also think I also think people's kinks say a lot about their personality as well. Really? If you say if you say oh my kinkiest kink is 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 uh sucking toes. No, not even that. My sex my kinkiest kink is 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 cowgirl. I'm like okay, cool. <laughs> Dude, nice, like, dude, be nice, like next. Nice you. <laughs> hey, hey, you'd be like that video on YouTube. You was a basic bitch. <laughs> oh man, oh, be man. up out of there. What's your kinkiest kink? That's a two day ass question, bro. That is. That's the oh. That is. Oh man, whoo. Okay, so so okay. The for my last question, um, I'm struggling to think of like the lane that I want to go in, right? And this is something I, I struggle with anyway. It's like the importance of the past versus the importance of the present. Or, I mean, the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and maybe y'all can help me play with this idea, right? Because I think I think the past informs who you are. And the future informs like who you want to be or who you aspire to be, right? But I, I I do think there's like that some sort of connection, and so I I constantly have to like work on myself to say, you know, yeah, I I, I personally like want to get to know someone's past, and I I find value in learning that about them. 
Uh, but do you guys think that that that's an unfair sort of expectation? Like, you uh, understand what I'm saying? Oh, uh, I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's unfair. Yeah, I would just you would just have to get them to the point to where they're comfortable enough to open up with you like but it, that. But remember, they have to answer honestly, regardless. So, so what's so then? Hey, yeah. <laughs> So how okay? So how much would you want to know, like, if you were asking on the first date, like at that point, how much would you want to know? It also depends on what sort of question about their past I'm asking, right? Like, I think I think respectfully, like, there's a lot of things that you don't necessarily need to go into, right? Like, you know, you don't necessarily have to be sitting here. What's your number? What's the like all that stuff? Like, I I feel like that kind of is overblown type thing. You know what I'm saying? Like. That's not necessarily stuff that you need to discuss with your partner, but if if they want to do it, then you know you should be open to doing it. Um, I guess it's just more so just understanding like a holistic picture of somebody. Like, how was your childhood? You know, like what was your what was your favorite? What was your happiest? What was the happiest memory you ever had? You know what I'm saying? Like, like a question like that, like learn yeah. about their. Like, I think that that kind of shows like what was. Like where they felt that that pure joy, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times it elicits things from your childhood or like an amazing accomplishment that you had that was, you know, you worked hard for it and something like that. Like that would be a sort of a question about okay. someone's past. not just like, yo, man, what was what what did your ex do to you that got you all fucked up? Like, no, nah, that's yeah. not quite that's not quite no. what I would. I, w- I would hit on that childhood if I was asking that question just to see. Yeah. What's the what's the relationship they had with they? I would probably ask about the parents. Like, what's the relationship they had with their parents? Because sure. um, that kind of gives you their outlook on the relationship. Sure, sure. you know, sure. Uh, like what they saw growing up. Um, that's real, man. That's real. And, and and I know me personally, I can't do the uh, my like I can't do the daddy issue. Like I tried it twice, struck out both times, and you know I just think it's just one of those things that I, I can't do because they looking for a void that I can't feel. I thought all your girls called you daddy. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I swear that was you right there. That was that was you, right? That was Nah, that definitely uh wasn't me. Oh, okay. Oh, it must be a different Daryl Chavis. Yeah, that was probably Daryl Chavis. That was Daryl Chavis. Oh, right. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. Wrong guy, wrong guy. Wrong guy, but oh man, that question really uh that really had to have me thinking, bro. Like, because I mean, I think there's a part of an aspect of it that's like you don't want to ask some stuff because I don't think for certain questions you uh need all all those messy details, right? Right. I don't know sometimes, but also, why is it that she's agreeing to only answer the next three questions completely honestly? Like, shouldn't she just be honest the whole time? But you know, what do I know? Yeah, you, you yeah, can be honest, but... Delegate. Delegate? What yeah. you about to say, Tunde? You can be honest, but there's a point of being, like, honest and being, like, 100% transparent. Too honest. Yeah. Too honest too early. What percent transparent should you be, fellas? On the first date? Not too much, because then you're going to make the other person... You're going to scare the other person off. Exactly. But what, they, but what if they don't get scared off? Then they, like, they with you, G. Like, they ride with you, bro. Yeah, uh, but that would make me think about you in a different light because if you being this transparent with me and I don't know you, 
if I tell you my business, are you going to be transparent with that too? <laughs> Telling other people? I mean, but it's one thing to tell your business. It's one thing to tell other people's business, right? Like, I don't think those are two things that are necessarily. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I remember I was out with uh, a friend and I went to a, a, a bar with her. And sure, just a friend? Yes, it was just a friend. I was, I was, I was went with a friend. And we were out at the bar and uh, somebody was hitting on her and this person comes up and gives their entire fucking life story talking about how like, you know, they had this difficult relationship with their parents and da 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 da. And me, I'm going to ask questions. And if you're willing to answer them, then I'm going to keep asking questions. Like I'm going to get all that information because it's just interesting to me. Um, but it was that idea of like she was so transparent and like she was just so upfront with everything that it was kind of a little a lot. At the same time, you know, I can think about recent experiences where, you know, I think there's a, an expected level. Maybe there it is again, expectations. There's an expected level of vulnerability and transparency that two people are kind of exchanging and I think that it's a matter of kind of at least matching somebody on that level and working together with that growth in the relationship, right? Because if one person's willing to be vulnerable and open up and the other person's kind of like holding back and pulling back and like receiving your vulnerability but not willing to share it with you, then that becomes a little problematic. You know, am I making sense? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it can be a case by case basis, right? Maybe. Like, if I give a little and uh-huh. you give nothing, why would I keep giving more? Sure. If I give a little and you give a little, and then like we can end up on one of those magical like once in a lifetime first dates where like we both spill our hearts to each other and like, oh my god, this is like probably meant to be. And then you kiss thing, her on right? the mouth. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's happening regardless. But. Oh, is <laughs> a player. That's happening. See, I'm I'm taking more notes. Over here. Uh, whatever. I was just joking. Yeah, I bet. Just wink, joking. wink. Yeah, wink. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Daryl? What do you think? Uh, repeat the question again for me. Yeah, oh. Just something you knew what I was saying. Just say I agree with you, John. Say I agree with you, John, and. No, I mean, as far as like the, like, I mean, I, I I agree with what Tunde said. Like, it it just really depends on the person, cause like, I feel like if y'all on a date and y'all vibing out where to where y'all sharing information like that, then I don't think it's a problem. But I think it it can become an issue to when like either you share or they share and it's not the same back. Reciprocated. Uh, even if it's not the same on the same level, if you make it to where. It, if to them it feels like y'all on the same, like, like y'all sharing the same amount, Man, then, then, um, then you can do it. Cause I, I mean, it's you don't have to share the same level, but um, the way you share and what you share can can appear to the other person as being on the same level. And I'm not saying like you you tricking them, but to them it it might seem or match what they're uh, giving out. Hmm. I'm learning so much today, guys. This has been, you know, uh, secretly, I just put this podcast together to learn from the wizards themselves. So this is so good. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Anything else, fellas? Let's move to the AVM, man, and we can wrap this wrap this bad boy up, yeah? How's that sound to you, Daryl? Yeah, that's good with me. Tune day? Sounds good. 
Let's do it. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemans. Um, of course, we leave you guys each episode with our audio, visual, and mental recommendations for the week. Uh, as, as is typ- typical, as is customary for our show, we have another awesome guest. And they also have a bunch of information that they're constantly consuming. Um, and, you know, Daryl, as our esteemed guest today, you know, what are your recommendations to give out this week, man, that we can uh, to share with the, the listeners? Okay. Do, uh, do we want to go one by one or are we, we going all at the same? Yeah. So, well, so for, for the, since this is your guest episode, you are going to be the only one giving AVM recommendations. So just run them audio, visual, mental in that order. And then, uh, we'll, uh, talk about it. All right. So my audio is going to be, uh, pop smoke. And I would say the album is, uh, meet the Wu Two, the deluxe version. Uh, the visual is going to be Moesha, uh, which is on Netflix. And then, the mental is going to be autobiography of Malcolm X. Nice. 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 All good stuff. Moesha just recently joined Netflix with all the, the influx of black programming they, they did, right? Yeah. Yes, it did. I heard somebody say like a lot of the different shows are like spinoffs or like under the umbrella of Moesha. Like, yeah. Um, the like Parkers. Friends, Parkers. And it was another show that were all under the umbrella of Moesha. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just found that out too. Uh, one of my friends was telling me that recently. The same what, thing. What 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 drew you to start watching Moesha again? Like, were you intending on watching it, watching it, or is it just like you wanted something playing in the background? Like, uh, well, you know, I, I typically like to watch um, something that's not too long, um, and it just fit that criteria. Like the episodes are like twenty minutes. Sure. So. Um, it's something that I could watch like right before I go to sleep. I could go and watch an episode of that and then I could go to sleep. So that was my reason for uh picking that initially. But uh upon watching it, it just it's just so many lessons in that TV show that I have utilized like in real life. Like yeah. seeing her seeing her do like different stuff on there, and I go back and like, man, how can I apply it? So it went from me watching it to enjoy it from me watching it and now i'm taking stuff from there and actually and applying it to my life um mm. and, and i think they do a real good job um then going over and hitting issues and presenting not only the issues but preventing pre- presenting valuable solutions in the episodes and i'm oh. not, i'm not saying they don't do that with tv now it's just i feel like now it's more all about the drama than it is about uh problem and solution yeah. yeah a real a real life scenarios kind of thing and how people work through them in a meaningful way right mm-hmm. i will say i like you know i do think there is a renaissance of television you know going on right mm-hmm. now excuse me but i think in terms of like black television content i think it's kind of lacking in terms of like um the shows that we had like moesha like the parkers like smart guy like sister sister you know the you know obviously the Cosby Show right but like in terms of shows like a different world different right? world Fresh Prince Mark yeah exactly exactly like I think in terms of that kind of content we are greatly uh, missing what I think the closest thing would have been like maybe the Carmichael Show which only got like one season um, the Carmichael only, Show was so good yo yeah and I and I think I think uh, I might have uh, to check was, that out 
What is it, Jared? Gerard is Jared Carmichael. I think he is an incredibly yeah. underrated comedian. Like that dude. And, Re- is- and uh, what's his name? Rel. Yeah, Lil Rel Howard. Lil Rel was on there too. Lil yeah, Rel from from the show. And, no, and, um, what's her name? Uh, Tiffany Haddish was on there too. Oh really? Yeah. You uh, said what, uh, John? Do you remember when we ran into Lil Rel uh, after the after the Pasai, uh You dig at that bar downtown? It was. Nah. I think it was. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, the picnic weekend. Lil Rel pulled up after the bros started leaving out. Are you there? After after which the last picnic we had? The last picnic that I was at, which had to have been what? Uh, was it eighty five? I wasn't with y'all because remember I had to leave to uh move to North Carolina, like right after. Oh yeah, you had to get on it. You cause you was driving like a yeah. cycle. Ooh, we how else but, was I gonna get all my stuff there? Couldn't mm-hmm. bring it on no flight. Motherfucker, U-Haul, motherfucker. Get some movers, boy. You got money, G. <laughs> you and Tune Day, the money team, G. Y'all got uh, money. I don't, got st- money. I don't stay in San Jose, so. Neither do I. Yes, because <laughs> y'all got money, bro. I stay in San Jose, and I'm on. I'm over here eating uh, dollar candy and shit. Okay. Whatever you say. Okay. Oh, speaking of your other audio. Um, R.I.P. Pops. Pops went platinum. Did he really that album? Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's good. It's really good. I, yep. I now see. I didn't listen to him before he passed away. Like I heard some of his songs, but I didn't like personally listen to him. But I heard so much about him that it made me want to listen to his music. And so uh, when I checked out the album, I like, man, the album is good. Like when I said I start listening to music when I run, like I would literally turn this album on. And it would just get me crunk to like do my run. Like I'd just be listening to it the whole time. Like I could listen to that album while I'm running and be good. Like if I need to get pumped up, I, I just switch to one of the songs and hey, we good to go. You good to go, man. You but I see, go. I can really see why people like them. And I really see why they now like that's it. I see why people like them now just from listening to that album. And then I did listen to the uh, the newer album that they uh just released where yeah, he did like, a, a bunch of samples and things on there. Yes, yeah, I think it's shoot what for shoot, the stars. Aim for the moon. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So that was too. We'll leave you with this, Daryl. Um, if you're looking for any, you know, phenomenal running playlists, you should check out the TDP playlists. Yep. Um, on Tunde Akinya K's Spotify channel, also on Apple Music. Um, you can look up TDE Week One, Two, Three, Four, Five, Six, and I think the most recent is Seven. Um, there are some great music on there. For you I want to say John did week seven and week two. Week two and week seven. I, yeah. And and week five. Yep. Two, five, and seven. Or two, four, and seven. Two, five, and seven. One of them, something like that. Anyway, yeah, John and I collaborate on making these playlists. So uh, next week, they come out Sunday night, Monday morning. We're going up to, we're going up to 12. Okay. Just, yeah. yeah, John, just text me. Text madam. Never mind. Unless you're going to text it now because you know how you are. What's that mean? <laughs> well, no, nah, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Just say your number right now. Say your number out right now, and then when I listen back to this, I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I can't, can't give out the number on the air. You know, somebody might uh be stalking behind or something. You know, somebody might fall in love. <laughs> fall in love. So, hey, man, thank you for the recommendations, man. Uh, you know, we you do have your mental, the autobiography of Malcolm X. Um. I don't think there's enough words that can be said about how amazing that book is. Um, bronze right now. He said what? Bronze, bronze air quotes reading it right now. 
LeBron is? Yeah. Oh, you didn't see the you didn't see the video? Uh-huh. <laughs> John, you gotta watch that video. They asked LeBron like what he think about uh, the books like, so think, far. I, 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 th- I think he's a smart a smart man. He did a lot of great things. I mean, I just started reading it, but you know, I'm like, you didn't read this damn book. You didn't read that book. That month, if you just started reading it, you'd be like, yo, Malcolm is wilding, bro. Yeah, Detroit Red was wilding. Hey, different he was piece, funny bro. as hell, too. So funny. Bro. But funny the funny thing is, is, like, he posted like a like an Instagram video of him on a on a uh, stationary oh, bike reading the the book. The, the book. And Taylor and Taylor Rooks asked him like what he thought about it. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, smart mind, smart man, like. Very influential. I'm like, what? He was posing, bro. He was posing in that photo. Shout out to the uh, the alumni, uh, the uh, fellow alumni, though, right? Uh, Daryl. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Taylor, man, getting it, kicking it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely uh, remember kicking it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> ILL, man, shoot. I and um, I. I, 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 let me let me get one takeaway from it. So, I would say Malcolm X's belief in Elijah Muhammad was so strong. And if you look at what he was able to do with the belief in another man and spreading the message across, like he was able to accomplish so much by doing that. Yeah. So it just really made me think about like he was able to do this with somebody else's vision. Mm. That would he have been able to do with his vision if they wouldn't have took him out? I mean, dog, that is that I, is that's, huge, it. Just that's I huge. mean, I know that's an open ended, but it no, just no, no. really made me think about it. Like, but no, bro, that's like crazy. that's that's huge though, right? Because if you look at this, the idea that you know the conspiracy of that he was you know killed and everything, right? You know, he takes his pilgrimage, you know, and he has that huge eye opening moment where he's seeing people of all different races, colors you know experiences backgrounds languages all that stuff and his whole his whole perception yeah. shifts you talking about the blue eyed muslims man like his whole his whole wave changes and he comes back like in a whole different mindset really to like take a message that he that started from somebody else's but now he's kind of internalized it and and made it his own and that's what he's getting ready to uh with his platform getting ready to speak and man you know, you could say that that was exactly what other people saw too, because his ability to articulate a message was unparalleled, and to be able to speak the the love that he had found after that pilgrimage with like the sheer determination and just the necessity of self preservation, like like that man was going that could have he could have evolved to a level un un unseen like he would have been the one on all the statues not mlk type stuff right i i truly believe in my heart of hearts like yeah not to discredit anything that mlk did but malcolm malcolm is where it's at and that autobiography does a phenomenal job of giving us only a glimpse into it because it all makes sense at that point like he is not the villain that they paint him to be but i mean but he kind of but he kind of is too so i mean earlier on when he was detroit red detroit red is the villain not malcolm x yeah but yeah, bring us home, Tune Day, man. This has been this has been good, Daryl. Thank you for the takeaway, though, man. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate y'all having me on the podcast, man. Yeah. All right. So uh, now that Daryl has left us with some things to check out until next week, all great recommendations. We're gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. So first and foremost, we want to thank everyone for listening to yet another episode where we're twenty three episodes deep. 
you know. Woo! <laughs> just getting just getting started. Just getting started. Um, but um, as always, you can stay connected with us uh, by email at summer16podcast at gmail.com. Our show's Instagram and Twitter, um, both the same handle, summer16pod, or on our Facebook page, summer16podcast. And I will put all the links in the, in the description. And lastly, if you enjoy the content on the show and want to help us grow and provide better shows going forward, uh, please don't hesitate to put anything towards our cash app. You know, anything helps. It's dollar sign summer 16 pod. And until next time, whole lot of gang shit. Stay out of trouble. Gang, gang, gang. And Daryl, man, thanks again for hopping on the show with us, man. Yeah. Um, before we sign off, sign off. Where can people find your content? Where can people find your businesses? Where can people get your information? Um, share that with the folks real quick. So you can find me on social media. Uh, Facebook would be Daryl Chavers Jr. Twitter and Instagram is Chavers Nation. Uh, and then soon, within the next two weeks, I'll be launching the CMOS business. So you just be on the lookout for that on my main page on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Yeah, we'll also share that on our page too, and yeah. um, we'll 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 get the links to your motivational speeches as well. And you know, we can still get you some plays on the Legacy Podcast, man. Um, it hasn't been a new season um, yet, but there's still some good content up there. You know, as a as a listener, um, you know, you can de- they definitely have replay value because we're all constantly building and growing and and looking to build that legacy, man. So thanks again, Ace Dog. Love you, man. Um, appreciate you for joining us. Yes, appreciate you, y'all. Yeah, I pre- appreciate y'all for having me on, man. It's been a pleasure. We out of here, baby. Right. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Yep. Always. Do all of that. All of that. <laughs>